everyone and welcome to the first in a series of Squiggly Podcast Minisodes. This time we're bringing you some exclusive interviews from the fantastic Click Animation Festival in Amsterdam. And I was over there on behalf of Squiggly and our associated event strand This Is Not A Cartoon and had an absolute blast. It's a great festival. A wonderfully unique, quirky identity to it. And we were able to work with the team there to bring their filmmakers talk show to the podcast audience. Now, these were hosted by Hans Walter and took place over the last three afternoons of the festival. Hans is a veteran of the industry and an avid animation collector and researcher. And in this Minnesota, he's speaking with Natalie Forthouse, who, as well as producing her own work, is one-third of the Netherlands-based collective Brontemus, along with Niels Decker and Dan Backen. You can check out the work they do together at brontemus.com. Natalie was at Click with her animated music video Cupido for the band The Kick. Also guesting is Roman Klokov, a very prolific animator whose work includes Administrators, Peace, and the Cartoon Door-nominated Natasha. He was also at Click with a music video for Keith Canvas's Little Bird. And consistent with our now pretty heavily established fondness for the output of the NFTS, we will also hear from Stephanie Blakey about her film The Last Resort, which was part of last year's crop of graduation shorts, as well as Laura Dedazio and Alexandra Meyer discussing their own student film The Wires, an action-packed first outing of what may prove to be a series of films involving a group of students who meet at a freshers' party and unite to combat terrorism out of boredom. So I will turn it over to Hans and the filmmakers and hope everyone enjoys part one of the Click 2015 animation talk show. Welcome to the Filmmakers Talk Show. My name is Hans Walter. I will be your host for today and in the coming hour I'll be talking with some of the filmmakers who have their films in competition here at the Click Festival. First two guests that I would like to invite are, well, one is already here, which is Roman Klokkov. He's been here about every year with a film. And my second guest, Natalie Forthouse, who made these two films. Let me start with you, Nali. You both made clips. Uh, you made this clip, Cupido. Um, I was wondering, how did they find you? Have they seen any of your films and they saw that's the girl who's going to have to make our clip? Or how did this come about? I made a teaser for a book for The Veiled Door. Oh, yes. That's a Dutch TV show. And I did that last year, I think in April or in May. And during that episode, they saw my teaser because I was live on TV, and they were a band, The Kick. They were a band there that day, and um, they watched it, and they liked it. And then after that, that show, they came to me, and they asked me, like, do you have a business card? We're interested. And then I got really excited, so I told them, like, oh, do you want, do you want a music video? And they said, like, um, just give us your business card first, <laughs> and then we'll see. Okay. So um, I did, and uh, I waited. And I think one or two weeks later, they, suddenly an email came in. And they said, well, well, we would love to have you make a music video for our song Cupido. And then we, uh, we had a meeting and we talked about it. You had a budget for this film or a little more than for the Wereld Door clip, book clip probably? Yeah, that was a shorter teaser. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I had a budget. Yeah, um, we, we talked about it and... Um, uh, at first, they uh, they offered two thousand, and for the period that they uh, they wanted me to deliver, because I think I had uh, about three weeks time to do this, and oh, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it had to be done very fast, and uh, for me, it was kind of 
lot of pressure. So I wanted yeah, to do it really well. And for that time, I asked then for a little bit more. And uh, in general, it was then 3,000, I think. Okay, and you made it all by yourself, or did you have some help because there was so little time? At first, I wanted to do it by myself. And uh, I made the storyboards and artwork and everything. But because the time was so limited, I decided to bring two animators with me, Donna Bakker and Niels Decker, who I'm also a collective with, and we help each other often. Niels Decker uh, cleaned everything for me, the, 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 the backgrounds, the designs and everything. And uh, Donna Bakker helped me uh, with the animation and uh, yeah, making sure that we will finish it as fast as possible. And the reason why it had to be done so fast was because there was, um, in September, there was a festival, a music festival. They wanted to show it okay. and upload it and everything. Uh, so, yeah, it was not only important for them, but it was important for the whole thing okay. to happen. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Let me switch over to Roman for a second. You're a very productive guy. I think this is the third year in a row that you are a guest in the talk show. You have a film every year. So a reason to come to Holland every year. Tell me a little bit about this clip. How did they find you for to make this clip? Well, a couple of years ago, I uh, did uh, my first video clip for uh, Kruse. Uh, it's a band from uh, Antwerp, and uh, the name was Sime Again of the cl that clip, and it goes pretty uh, good on the festivals and on the internet. It was like a success, <laughs> and uh, Kit Canvas, the musician of Little Bird, uh, he contacted me uh, last year uh, with a, uh, to ask me to do something like that, <laughs> but he ha he said there is no budget for. Okay. Uh, so I said, oh, it's a shame. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm used to that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like okay, a time uh, time pass, and then he mail again. So oh, we, maybe we have some little piece of. <laughs> budget for for this uh if you are still interesting i well i ask um i ask my artistic freedom always uh to to do everything that i want and he say yes of course uh, just uh, do it at your uh, how how you how you feel how you how you like it uh, but he has uh, some ideas also so i it was not 100% totally free like in see me again uh, because he has some uh, points and he has uh, ideas about uh, the decoupage and so okay. so I, I follow his advices and I was uh, pretty m happy with the result. Okay. First they asked you to do it, they said we have no budget, then yeah. they found a little money, which probably means that you still had to make it for just a little bit of money. Yeah, unfor unfortunately, yeah. yes. Uh, and this, does this mean that you have to do it in sort of your spare time? Yeah, between yeah, yeah. Other yes, yeah, between, between yeah. Uh, workshops and uh, teaching and, and making uh, my own uh, projects. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, but, it, you know, uh, it's um, sometimes interesting to just, uh, like, make uh, drawings in a sketchbook, but, you know, don't make uh, sketches, you, you make something useful. I really love the idea to make uh, video clips because you have uh, audio basic, basic, and you just based on uh, on the rhythm and and uh, uh, curves of the music, and it, it's a very inspiring uh, thing. So uh, I also just love the idea to make it. <laughs> okay, you get the musical number, of course. And what mm -hmm. do you do then for the f for a couple of days? You just listen and let your 
imagination go free? Yeah, normally I have an idea directly for art uh, work, like one piece of uh, one shot for a shot, and then I just uh, start to think, and I, I don't know, this action could be after this shot, and maybe after this shot, this one, and yeah, with the three pieces, uh, then I yeah start to combine and put everything together actually it's like a puzzle in the beginning yes <laughs> and then uh, yeah i present to a musician and yeah if he finds it okay uh, he get a, give a nicer feedback and then i feel okay that's i'm right <laughs> if he said mm, it's it's okay but maybe and i say okay yeah no problem <laughs> because I, uh, yeah and I, I saw there was even a, a little bit of lip sync in the middle of there when he's mm-hmm. behind the piano yeah. so that's something you have to plan very carefully that exactly at that shot he has to be lip sync yeah yeah but uh, this time i was not uh, focused very pretty much on the lip sync uh, it was more improvisation pretty in- intuitive actually okay. yeah okay yeah. so for me it's uh, important uh, that everyone is happy with the result uh, even a musician i cannot uh, permit to make something and then okay i like it and that's it <laughs> uh, it's for for everyone uh, yes uh, so um natalie going back to you about the freedom uh, roman just told us that well he had some freedom but then the artist came with his own ideas about shots, decoupage, etc. How was it with your clip? Did you have a lot of freedom? Did they say, well, we want this and that in it? Yeah, I had a lot of freedom. I could do whatever I wanted. Of course, in the frame of that it suits their style and that the lyrics were also like related to what you see. Because the, the lyrics are quite uh, straightforward. They already tell you a little bit what, what happens, and I really wanted to show that. But I had a lot of freedom, and I loved that very much. And I took my time the first week to uh, really get into their their uh, style and their image. And I listened to all of their songs, and uh, I looked at their covers and their posters and their music videos they already made. So I looked at the colors. They had they have a very clear color palette that I took, uh, which I also put in the in the music video. And the style, I looked really like they're, they're very 60s, and they look very similar to the, the Kinks and... The Beatles, and I also looked at the movie that the Beatles were, they made, Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine, yeah. And a little bit at animation that was made during the 60s and the 70s. And okay. So you also made it to, uh, to experiment, to learn things yeah. in animation. And did you have to present like a storyboard in an earlier stage, or did they just say, well, go ahead and do whatever you want? They were quite flexible. They really like they didn't really pressure me anything. Well, we want to see a storyboard or that kind of way. It was more that um, I really wanted them to be you know, satisfied and know what's going to come, uh, and not uh, deliver a final and then find out that uh, it's not really what they wanted. So I did make a moving storyboard and I showed artwork and everything, and uh, they were very happy. They were very satisfied, and uh, yeah, in that way they were very easy to work with. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being with us and answering our questions. I'm going to invite the next persons to the table. Oh. So I'd like to invite Stephanie, and uh, I hope that they're both here from the wires, Alexandra and Laura. Welcome. So these are also, what I understood, student films, right? Both of them, yeah, okay. Let me start with you, Stephanie. I think when I first saw the film, there was another film that immediately came to mind, and it was Kubrick's The Shining. 
Yes. <laughs> was there any? Uh, was he any inspiration, or is this totally coincidental? Uh, yes, The Shining is one of my favorite movies, and my film The Last Resort is totally inspired by it. Okay. Um, it's a love letter to horror movies, so there are tons of horror references, and we have the twin main characters, and it takes place at kind of a, a weird hotel. Okay. But you didn't have the twin wear the same dresses as the twins in The Shining, you know, the little blue and white dresses. At one part there is. Okay. Oh, there's that's when they're playing with their little sister, maybe. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. there's a very, very short sequence, maybe five seconds, and I cut out and made the, the Shining twins' uh, dresses for the main characters. Okay, okay. Um, was this your graduation film? Uh, yes. So this okay. was my thesis film from the National Film and Television School, uh, finished January 2014. Well, when I saw it, I was wondering, uh, I'm not just an expert, if this was like really cut out or is it all done in the computer? Uh, it's all paper cutouts, which took a while, but <laughs> I think uh, maybe 90%, 85% of the film is all in camera. There are a couple of After Effects compositing tricks here and there, but for the most part, it's all paper cutouts under the camera. And to get an idea, if you have like the whole shot, how big would it be? It depends it on the shot. The opening sequence is a big pan down, and that's about the size of an A0 poster. Okay, um, pretty big. Yeah, but I had to keep the, the sets, in air quotes, quite small so that I could fit it under the camera. So, for people who don't know the story, there are these three sisters, a twin and a little girl, and this little girl lacks the attention of her twin sisters and sort of, yeah, what she does, she, she sort of blackmails them into playing with her, I think. The teenage sisters kind of ignore their, their little sister, and then Princess is her name, and Princess is the villain and takes things into her own hands. Yeah. I was wondering, hearing the voice of the little girl, which is obviously done by a real little girl, am I right? Yeah. So, uh, how did you do this? How did you direct it, this? Was it just saying it first yourself and then she just mimicked you? or? I She did mimic, um, but she wasn't mimicking me. We had an actress named Catherine Ryan, who's a Canadian comedian living in London. And since my film takes place in Canada, my mother country, I wanted some Canadian accents. So we got Catherine Ryan to play one of the sisters, and I watched some of her stand-up, and in her comedy, she says she has a daughter, so I thought, yes, I will get that daughter to be this little girl, and I didn't know anything about the daughter, and the day we recorded was her fourth birthday, and she was okay. adorable, but the mother, uh, Catherine, she read the lines to Violet, and then Violet repeated them into the microphone. But of course... You asked the mother if she thought that the kid could do it. Yes, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as far as I understand, you, you did the other twin, right? The voice of the other one. Uh, yes. Yourself. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Catherine yeah. played one of the sisters and then I played the other one. And was this a budget decision or... No. Or you just wanted to do... <laughs> I want to do the voice. Yeah. We had... I just love the sound of my voice. We had... <laughs> originally, Catherine Ryan recorded both girls, uh, Joe and Alex... But when we were making the film, um, and I had already animated everything, we were watching the film, and it was it was quite difficult to, to tell who was who. So afterwards, they thought, why don't you do a voice? And I already animated everything, but I kind of did the anime, watch it, and then say the lines at the same time. So it was just right. a way to make it a bit easier to tell the difference between the girls. Okay, okay. I understand. 
Well, over to you, uh, Film The Wires. Maybe, how was the work uh, divided amongst the two of you? We know each other for, for a couple of years, maybe more, maybe like four years. And uh, we were roommates. And uh, one day, um, Laura just came to me and asked me if I wanted to, to write her screenplay. So I said yes. So basically, I did the, the screenplay and she did uh, the animation part. Okay. And you didn't help with the animation or anything? You were just a no, scriptwriter? No, 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 Okay. No. And did you do all the animation by yourself? or? Yeah, totally by myself. Totally by yourself. <laughs> it, this also has a sort of cut-out feel, like it's cut out against photographic backgrounds. How, how, what was In the fact, technique that you used? Uh, it's uh, 2D animation. It's not cut out on, on photograph photography. Okay, but, but the backgrounds are like real photographs yeah. which yeah yeah okay okay yeah, we, we wanted to to uh, put the action uh, which is obviously uh, not real in a in a real atmosphere with the with the photographies and we wanted to to put it too in in Brussels where it's happening and so people can just say how oh, i know this place that was oh just, yeah yeah that was so these funny. are actual actual uh, sets actual yeah. places that exist for the people who haven't seen it can you maybe in short tell the stories like for Students, I believe, going to a party and then, well. Yeah, <laughs> it's your part. Yeah, that sums <laughs> up uh, pretty well. Uh, it's just for students. Uh, they're newcomers uh, in the university. They're just bored. They don't know what to do. They go to a party and they get bored. They meet there. And then they decide to, to go hit the streets because the party sucks. And, uh, and then they meet a prophetic hobo who tells them that... Uh, The European Council is under attack and that they got to do something and they do something, which is the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, there's, there's pretty much violence in, in, the, in this film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, is it something it is. that you like to animate or like to write? Or? I think we both, both like yeah. it in, uh, in what we watch. In the, in the animated we watch, we like when it's uh, graphic <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know it's it's fun first yeah, of all it's fun. <laughs> violence is fun to animate yeah, uh, uh, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and this was made like also a graduation film for you no it's, no, no, it's not no. my f I make my graduation film this year okay so this was like a third year yeah project okay third Fourth year, okay. This is a school in Brussels. I, uh, yeah. Uh, what is the name of the school? La Combre. La Combre. Stephanie, uh, getting back to you, you say you're from Canada and you studied animation in, in, in the UK. What, what made you come to the UK? Because Canada is perfectly, you know, <laughs> they have the National Film Board, etc. Yeah, I did originally graduate from the Emily Carr University in Vancouver, BC. Okay. Uh, with uh, my bachelor's in animation. But then I took a year off working, and when the most fun I had at work was emailing clip art, I knew I needed to go back into art and animation. <laughs> so I just I looked up master's degree programs, and I found the National Film and Television School and decided to move to a country by myself with nothing. <laughs> okay. And, and, and you now, you still live in the UK? You're planning to stay there? Yes. So I've been in the UK for about five years now. And for the last one and a half, two years, I'm living in London. Okay. Which is a good place for it's animation, yeah, I guess. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. This film, The Last Resort, did you 
do most of it yourself? You did the animation, you did one voice, you did produced it yourself, maybe? Uh, I did not. You I did not? didn't okay. know what producers did until going to the school. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about the school was that actually you have one person from each department working with you. So from the animation direction that, that was me, I had a producer, a sound designer, an editor, a composer, a cinematographer, um, a VFX artist, a production designer. So and probably more, I'm sorry, but someone from each department, came. everyone came together to help make this. Okay. And was this like they all worked to your vision, or were they like bringing their own ideas and plussing the whole thing, or how does this work? Uh, <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. The Most of it was uh, my vision, uh, oh, I did work with a screenwriter as well, who and she helped me out uh, a lot. But there were some ideas that they did give me. So my sound designer, for example, came up with some sound jokes that I would never have thought about. If you hear someone give you a good idea, take it. Of course. <laughs> of course. If that's better, yeah. yes, <laughs> use <laughs> that idea. <laughs> it's interesting to see that because there's a little bit of, let's say, violence in the film because somebody gets killed. Compared to the violence in The Wires, it, it, it looks so much different because it's just, what, you know, you have just these crosses as the eyes and everybody understands, oh, he's probably dead. And <laughs> that's it. Was this, did you decide, well, I don't want to make it too dramatic or just keep it simple? I think it even happens in the background, right? You see, or somewhere in the kitchen, and he just drops dead or something. Yeah, you kind of you see him just die in the background. I, um, I've got a very, very dark sense of humor, and I really love dark comedies. I didn't want it to be very dramatic or anything. Um, most of the things I watch are comedy and kind of commercially accessible films, so that's kind of what I set out to try to do. Okay. And, and why uh, locate it in Canada? Apart from that, you come from there, but it could be a hotel in the UK as well. I think maybe I was a bit homesick. Okay. Aww. Okay. Aww. It's, it's what yeah. I know, and yeah, it would take place in the mountains, like the Overlook Hotel from The Shining, but yeah. in the Rockies. Yeah. Are there any questions here in the audience over here for Stephanie and Alexandra? Tell us, Boris. Okay, the question is, The Last Resort looks a little bit like a pilot for maybe a series of, or uh, at least a sequel. So have you planned anything? I would love to. I Originally, for, uh, for the course, you need to submit three ideas for a film. But like I said before, the, the media that I consume is pretty much... It's for consumers, so I watch TV, I watch movies. I appreciate the more artistic films, but I can't do that. What I like is TV, so... Maybe I would like to work in TV. So I approached it as though I was making a pilot. So something a little more accessible and kind of silly. But watching it now, you think, yeah, I'll make a better one next time. <laughs> Is there a way, by the way, in, in the UK to get television people to see this and maybe you know, say, oh, this might make a nice series? Uh, or is it very difficult to get into the television world? I should probably research that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one company that I can remember that was accepting pitch ideas, though my producer for this film and I were trying to get some comedians and maybe uh, work together on a pilot for a possible TV show. 
Okay. And is that something that you would sort of like? Because it can also be like a curse if you have to make a whole series with the same characters over and over again. Or you, or would you like it? Yeah, I would hope I would like it if I, um, if I were to do that. Yeah, you'd want to make something that you'd like for, for a long time. And hopefully, again, you have a good team that will keep giving you good ideas and okay. make the project as best as it can be. If I make The Last Resort into a series, I'm not sure. I think I could but I'm thinking of a different one now. From one of my other grad film ideas, I have this kind of time, time travel thing that I'm looking into as well. I love genres. Always nice, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of something that I am working on now. Also influenced by Back to the Future or The Time Machine or another Actually, more time like, travel um, film. Monty Python and it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and The Office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we'll see. <laughs> okay. Any other questions? Oh, yeah, for Alexandra, a question. Because uh, you said you had nothing to do with the animation process, yeah, but true. were you also part of the visual process? For Alexandra, it had nothing yeah. to do with the animation, but if he was part of the visual process. So, yeah, we, we worked together, so we, we created together, and uh, I, I did the, the screenplay, but uh, Laura, of course, helped me, and, and she said when it was not a good idea for animation, or when she had a better idea, And so we listen to each other, and uh, same thing uh, in reverse. I mean, when, when she has uh, ideas, uh, or when I have ideas, visual ideas, uh, I tell them, and then we discuss, and we decide together. We really try to create together. We're not just two. There's a whole uh, team uh, besides. By the way, was this your first animation script, or did you yeah, write animation? Yeah, it was uh, my first animation script. Uh, so, but you wrote scripts before live action scripts, so you didn't. Well, never realized. So, oh, okay. uh, this is my first one. I did write stuff before, but uh, oh, then Laura came. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another question here. question is if uh, Stephanie why she did it in real cutout and not in a computer which would save her probably a lot of energy money headaches etc etc to do it all digital so why did you uh, yeah I probably would have saved a lot of that but I had um, at my previous university in Vancouver I did animate a lot with After Effects puppets and my bachelor's film was done with After Effects puppets so it's kind of the same style um, as my original puppets Uh, but I figured, you know, I'm coming all the way from the other side of Canada. I might as well leave the computer. So I wanted to try something new that I wouldn't be able to make at home. So I, But I had a lot of fun doing it, too, and I like the feel of the paper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I will be uh, probably better at it now. I've made a lot of mistakes. But. Yeah, I think there's also doing it actually in cutout. You, you, there's sort of an intuitive way when you animate because you, of course, animate straight ahead. Mm -hmm. And if you do it digitally, you play it back immediately. You think, oh, let's change this and change that. It's a totally different feel, I think. Yeah, it's kind of it's a double-edged sword. They both have yeah. their uh, positives and negatives yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being at my table. Wonderful stuff there, thanks to Hans Walter and the filmmakers, of course. And you can find Natalie Vothaus at gotonat.com 
and on Twitter at Natalie Forthouse. Roman Clockoff's site is romanclockoff.be. Clockoff is spelled K-L-O-C-H-K-O-V. And for Steph Blakey, visit stephblakey.com or Manifest Stephanie on Tumblr and Twitter. Also on Twitter is Alexandra Mayer, that's at A underscore M-A-I-L-L-E-U-X. And Laura Dadazio's work can be seen on vimeo.com slash L-O-R-A-D-A-D-D-A-Z-I-O. So keep your eyes on squiggly.com for more festival coverage or take a look at the festival website itself at click.amsterdam. And until tomorrow, happy animating. Happy animating.